0: Good morning, Grace Church Online. So good to see you guys this morning. I'm so happy that everybody's together and we're worshiping on a beautiful day. And this truly is uh, the day that the Lord has made, and we're going to rejoice and be glad in it. This morning, I was going through the book of Acts, and specifically in chapter 3, there's a story about Peter and John going as they were going to the temple to pray. And as they got to the temple courts, there was a lame man that was sitting there. And this lame man has been lame since he was a child. And they brought him to the temple, to the temple gates of right before they go into the temple. And so when they got there, he, Peter looked at him and he said, I don't have any gold or silver to bring you. But what I do have to bring you is something that can heal you. And he reached down. And he extended his hand, and he said, grab my hand. And Peter looked at him, and he said, you are healed. Get up and walk. The guy got up, and he began to run and praise and dance because his feet and his ankles have been healed, and he has been set free. What? Oh, hey, got some technical difficulties going on right now. Sorry about that. Um, okay, we're good. good. Sorry about that. Um, but so, yeah, so the guy was, he was healed his, his his feet and his, uh, his feet and his ankles were healed and he began to go and he began to run in the temple courts. And I share that with you this morning, mainly because he was offered new life. He was, his life was restored. His body was restored. And today is going to be the day that we have the opportunity to experience new life and hope in Christ. And so if you're new with us this morning and you're joining, extend a wave to us on Facebook. Send us a chat or comment. If you have a prayer request, make sure you put those in the comment sections of both Facebook and Zoom. If you'd like to, to send it to us, you can, you can text, text us. And that number is 865-205-9996. We would love to get that, that text message from you to walk with you. Today's going to be a beautiful day. And we get to share with you right now something amazing, which is the birth of new life. And this, this little baby, her name is Hannah Grace Barrett. She was born to Jake and Jessica Barrett and her big brother, Jackson. Uh, both all the family, they're all at home. They're doing well. We want to extend our praise and to them. We have pray that they get rest because I know that's... Definitely something they need right now. So we want to pray for them and and just rejoice with them that Hannah Grace is doing great and she is home and we're excited about that. So um, now transitioning into our time of worship, I want to send it to the Hemsley and the Matthews home and they're going to share with us the call to worship.
1: We're the Matthews Hemsley family. I am Danielle Hemsley. This is my husband, Jim Hemsley,
0: Eva Matthews, Aiden Hemsley, Hannah Matthews, and um, we are happy to join you all today. So as we begin our time this morning, let's remember that initially
1: God himself, who has called us to worship today, scripture says we are to bless the Lord at all times.
2: As his people, we have the unique opportunity to praise his name together, though we are gathered individually in our homes. Make much of our great Lord. We are going to read Psalm 34,
1: 1
3: through 3 this morning to remind and encourage us to magnify the Lord together today. Okay. It's you, I will praise the Lord.
1: I will praise the Lord at all times.
0: His praise will always be on my lips. I
1: will bless in the Lord.
4: Let the afflicted hear and rejoice.
1: Glorify the world.
4: Now everyone, let us exalt exalt his his name name together. together. That song, what a great song! Thank you, Brandon and Cassie, and the worship team for leading us, and thank you to the Hemsley and the Matthews family. First of all, thank you for waking up, and thank thank you for all of you for being with us here today. I know we have to keep coming to you via this this venue on Facebook Live and on Zoom and through the camera, but you know one day we are going to get together. But today is a day that the Lord has given to us, and it reminds me of. What the psalmist writes in Psalm 150, verse six, it says this, let everything that has breath praise the Lord. And that's our hope here today. And that's my prayer for you as well, is that we want to give God praise. You know, that's why we were actually created. God created us to praise him. C.S. Lewis says, but sometimes we sort of settle for what this world has to offer us. But God has so much more for us. He says, God has given us a day at the beach. So I'm not sure where you are with us here today, but I want you to know that God has so much more and that God has created your life to to be a life of praise. And one of of the ways that we praise God is by giving of of ourselves. And so um, I just want to thank you. Thank you, first of all, for just financially supporting our ministry here at Grace. Last month, the month of April, we, we went into the month with not knowing what what God would do, we receive the most revenues and the most gifts that we have all year. And so thank you. Thank you for your sacrifice. Thank you for your trust. Thank you for believing in what God is doing here. As we enter this this month of of May, we're gonna continue to need your financial support. And so you can can give right now by texting uh, just the amount to 84321. Or I encourage you to go to our website, graceknoxorg backslash give. And there right now you'll see a slide that tells you about the four ways to give. Because we're going to need your resources as we continue to be a stronghold here to meeting people's needs. Now, let me tell you about the month of May. We are going to continue to worship this way for the month of May. We are going to look at having some gatherings on Sunday mornings in people's homes so that you can not just watch this by yourself in your apartment or your home or your condo, but watch it with other folks, your friends and other folks of grace. And so you can go to our website. You can find out our entire plan for the month of May there. But let me tell you what our theme for the month of May is. It's hashtag Jesus every day. That's right. Hashtag Jesus every day. Our focus on these Sunday morning gatherings is going to be very practical. We want together to live with Jesus every day. And we want to give you practical, practical ways to, to do that. And we're going to be trying to do that as well. And then we're going to, we're going to get together and say, did that work? Did, I, did that not work? We don't know. And so at the end of our Sunday morning gathering here, we are going to um, have a sort of a round table where we're going to talk about how we can live out our faith every day. And then we'll continue on on Zoom after um, the Sunday morning gathering to to talk about those ways. We want to see you. We want you to send us pictures and ways of how you're living out Jesus every day. We want the month of May to be a, a month where we live out Jesus every day. Last Saturday, I got a call from Bill Miller, one of our more mature members here in our Grace Community. He said, Brian, I have been infected with Jesus. I'm like, okay. He said, I need you to come over. I was like, okay. So I came over and he told me this amazing story about how Jesus actually did a miraculous healing in his life. His story is worth telling. So I grabbed Matthew, our cameraman, and we went over this week and, and we filmed him telling the story. And so here is Bill Miller in his own words telling you about a powerful story, how Jesus healed him.
2: I'm Bill Miller, and I have a a story an account of an event in my life that I still have trouble believing, and many of you will too. Some of you, but a lot of you didn't knew that I had glaucoma and it had taken my eyesight for all practical purposes, I was blind. The only thing I could see is light and dark out of my left eye. Now it's gone, all of it, and will be for the rest of the time God gives me here on this earth. So this is a story of how that happened. In 1972, I was diagnosed with glaucoma and it fought it ever since with me. They tried a surgical procedure where they went in and actually yeah. cut an opening. In my eye to let this fluid out. That helped for a while but didn't last. So it got worse oh, my and life worse.
1: Offering moment. We need that.
2: We need that. Until need that. by the time I joined Grace. My right eye was gone. And he put
1: it in.
2: Black, so. Couldn't see anything. And my left you eye. Brave? Things looked like they were in a fold. I couldn't make out any detail of anything. My ophthalmologist, who is a very confident, well-known ophthalmologist here, said he apologized of all things twice saying they had done everything medically that they knew how to do. And nothing did the job of stopping this stuff. So I told him at the time, I said, I guess I'll have to depend on divine invention. Little did I know, but anyway, that's what I said. So, things went on like this for a good while. I had to feel everything, which means when you're eating, you knock over glasses and all kinds of misfortunes or you have to depend on somebody else to tell you everything. Well, I've got excellent caregivers, but there's just so much they can do for me. There's no substitute for eyes. Well, after listening to Brian and some other people on TV, when I couldn't get to church, I decided try prayer. There's no reason not to. One thing I learned about the Prayer experience was, you've got to persevere. You've got to be willing to pray for what you need over and over again. Without getting tired, this request would be answered. But one morning a week ago, I woke up and it was gone. No glaucoma. I could see out of my right eye and my left eye, and I thought, oh, good. I can recognize people in church now. Jesus went, but ascended into heaven after his resurrection. He didn't just go sit on the right hand of God, the Father Almighty. He may have done that, but he's at work today here in Knoxville, Tennessee.
1: Welcome again to Grace Church Online. Um, I wanted to go ahead and tell you before um, I read our passage for today. Um, there is a little button up in the corner in the top right of your Zoom that says, should say speaker view. If you click speaker view, then um, the songs or the video or um, me right now, whatever you're, whatever, whoever's talking, you'll get to, they'll be bigger. They'll be bigger for you. Um, We are reading in the book of Psalms today. Um, It is chapter 111. It's a whole chapter. If you want to join me, this is what the word of the Lord says Praise the Lord. I will extol the Lord with all my heart in the counsel of the upright and in the assembly. Great are the works of the Lord. They are pondered by all who delight in them. Glorious and majestic are his deeds and his righteousness endures forever. He has caused his wonders to be remembered. The Lord is gracious and compassionate. He provides food for those who fear him. He remembers his covenant forever. He has shown his people the power of his works, giving them the lands of other nations. The works of his hands are faithful and just. All his precepts are trustworthy. They are established forever and ever, enacted in faithfulness and uprightness. He provided redemption for his people. He ordained his covenant forever. Holy and awesome is his name. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. All who follow his precepts have good understanding, and to him belongs eternal praise. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray together. Most glorious God, you are among us. You are still dwelling among us. Your spirit is in our homes. It is as we read scripture. It is with our families. You are very, very present. So, Lord God, may we see a bit of you today, may we hear a bit of your word, and may it work something in us, and it's in your son, Jesus, that we pray. Amen. So, once upon a time, a long time ago, there was a little God. It was a false God, and his name was Baal. And Baal was known to be the god of thunderstorms and of when you had babies, which is a really diverse job description to me. But that's just how it was. And then you also had all these other little false gods. You had Molech. You had Dagon. You had the Ashtaroth. You had the lists and lists of these little gods. And people would fashion things, idols, statues out of silver and gold or wood and they would, they would worship, they would focus their energy on these little gods hoping to get whatever each of those little gods happened to promise. There is a passage in Psalm 115 and it talks about this because what tended to happen was whatever you worshiped, whatever you put your focus on, you would begin to resemble it. You would begin to look like it. Psalm 115 says, our God is in heaven, but these idols are of silver and of gold. They cannot speak. They cannot feel. They cannot walk. And yet those who make them will be like them. And so will all who trust in them. Because here's the thing, if you or if I, if we worship something, we begin to look like it. We begin to look like the things that we love and that we give all of our energy to. So for instance, say a person, we'll go with money. Jesus talks a lot about money, right? You can't worship the Lord God and mammon. So say you have a person and they love money. They love getting money. They love hoarding money. They love spending money. There is a chance that as they worship money, their life will begin to model greediness. Or let's take about, um, say, a person loves the trends of the day. Say they're just they're obsessed with with all the trends, and they love People magazine, and they still watch. Keeping up with the Kardashians, if that's still on TV, and they just eat it up and they love it and they love it. Well, if they give all their attention to that, then after a while, their life will begin to look like materialism, like superficiality. Or say you have a person and they are obsessed with video games. Maybe they play video games all day and they binge watch Netflix all day. That's pretty much what we're all doing right now, they're just binge watching TV and they're playing video games all day long and they're giving all their energy to that. Well, over time, their life will begin to model apathy, laziness, because we resemble what we worship. Because this is the thing, we were created from the beginning In the image of something. Genesis 127, it says, so God created humanity in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. We were created to look like something. We were created to reflect what we worship. Now, in the first two chapters of Genesis, it's going well because humanity bore the image of the Lord God. But then chapter three came, and we have been bearing the image of all of these other things ever since. Now, the writer of Psalm 111 knew this. He knew that whatever we worship, we will begin to imitate. We will begin to look like. That's why he didn't stop at Psalm 111. He actually also wrote Psalm 112. They were meant to be read together. So Psalm 111 is all about what the Lord God looks like. And then Psalm 112 is all about what the people of God are to look like. So let's read just the big words, the big words of Psalm 111, the big attributes of who the Lord God is. It says, his righteousness endures forever. He is gracious. He is compassionate. He provides food. He is faithful. He is just. He is trustworthy. You can believe what he says. He gives wisdom to people that fear him. And then we move on right after to Psalm 112, Because Psalm 112 is all about what those people that worship that Lord God, what they're called to look like. So let's look at the big words here. In Psalm 112, their righteousness endures forever. They are gracious. They are compassionate. They are generous and they lend freely. They conduct their affairs with justice. They are steadfast. They are trusting in the Lord and their hearts are secure. They will have no fear but that fear of the Lord. And in fact, if we were able to, in this moment, take down and break down all of Psalm 111 phrase by phrase and all of Psalm 112 phrase by phrase, we would see that every picture in Psalm 111 is mirrored in some way in Psalm 112 because we were created to be in the image of what we worship. So of course, everything that is in Psalm 111 is fulfilled in the person that is Jesus Christ. So I want to touch really briefly on Luke chapter 19, because since Genesis 3, none of us enter the world looking like Psalm 111, none of us. It is a journey of our faith. It is a daily walking with the Lord, intentionally trying every day to make ways of worshiping him so that we can look like him. But here's the thing. There comes a moment for all of us daily, but also a big moment where we decide, are we going to worship the Lord God not just know him. I'm not talking about just knowing who God is. I know he's merciful. I know he's compassionate. I'm talking about worshiping him for those things. Are we going to do that in the midst of all of these other little gods that we make, or are we not? So in Luke chapter 19, we see Jesus, and he's passing through Jericho on his way to Jerusalem. Um, And as I always say, Jesus is paparazzi city, okay? The man knows how to draw a crowd. So you have all of these people around Jesus and they just—they all wanna touch him and they all wanna see him and they all wanna be healed by him and they all wanna talk to him and there's no social distancing in any way for Jesus. In fact, there's such a crowd that this one tax collector, who is not very tall, scripture tells us, um, but especially in the midst of this crowd, he has this bright idea that he will run ahead and he will climb a tree to look over as Jesus walks by. Now, his name is Zacchaeus. And what we know about Zacchaeus is that he is a chief tax collector. He's not just a tax collector. He's a chief tax collector. Now, listen, you don't get the title of chief tax collector without stealing from a whole bunch of people. I mean, even your run-of-the-mill tax collector made their living by being a greedy, dishonest thief. And this guy is the chief of them. So I think it is safe to say that this man's image, the, the image that he is bearing in his life is a picture of greed. It's a picture of selfishness. It's a picture of him looking out for himself. What am I going to get out of each of these people? So we see Jesus and he stops at the bottom of this tree and we see him look up and he says, Zacchaeus, come down. I am supposed to eat at your house today. And scripture says that Zacchaeus hurriedly comes down the tree and he welcomes Jesus gladly. We have no record of the conversation between Zacchaeus and Jesus. We have no record of what the next hours of life on that day look like. There's just a gap, there's a gap in the story. But we see him at some point later in that day, we see him stand to his feet and make this declaration of look Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, and that list was long for sure, I will pay back four times the amount. So Zacchaeus says, okay, Lord God, this is what I'm gonna do. Lord God, I am going to give half away. I'm gonna give half away and the other half I'm gonna give away, but I'm gonna give it back to the people I stole from and um, plus some. And Jesus says, today salvation has come to your house for the son of man came to seek and to save that which was lost. Zacchaeus' image, the meaning and the significance of what Zacchaeus had been living for All of the days before that, it wasn't cutting it. And he knew it. Zacchaeus knew it. Here's the thing, it never cuts it. Like no little God, no thing that we find ourselves worshiping and giving all of our time and allegiance to on this earth is going to bring us fulfillment. It might for a bit. It might for a little bit. It might for years, actually. But at the end of the day, at the end of life, nothing is going to fill the void that is inside of us on this earth because we were made, we were created to bear the image of one thing. And that one thing is the most holy God that created us in the first place. Zacchaeus made a choice that day, a big choice, a choice that had serious ramifications on his future. Zacchaeus made a big choice. He chose to throw that image away. He threw that image of how the world saw him away, he chose to lay it down and he chose to pick up a new life. He chose to bear a new image. And that image was Jesus, the son of God, that God of Psalm 111. I don't want us to get stuck in Psalm 111. I don't want us to get stuck in knowing who God is knowing all the the pretty words, God is compassionate, God is gracious, God does freely give, God does all of these things. I don't want us to just have the head knowledge about it. I want us to know those things and know him. And then I want us to move into Psalm 112 and start living it out as reflections, as imitators of who he is there were a lot of people. There were a lot of people that hung out with Jesus that were not changed. There were whole groups of people that hung out with Jesus, that knew who Jesus was, and their lives were not transformed because they were fine. They felt like they were fine. So it's not about knowing about the Lord. It's about saying, Lord God, you are what I want to worship. You are what I want to focus on, what I want to give my attention to, what I want to eat up and start learning. So I want our prayer to be, Lord God, let me know who you are, God of Psalm 111, and then start transforming me into the person of Psalm 112. And it's not gonna happen in a day and it's not gonna happen in a life. It is a marathon. It's a marathon of every day, but I don't want us to be those people that might look at our life and say, yeah, you know, I've been a Christian for 11 years now. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much the same person I was 11 years ago. We are called to be bearing the image of the Lord God. A little bit and a little bit and a little bit more every day so that we can more and more and more point to who he is with our life. Let's pray together. Lord God, everything in us began in Genesis 1 where you knit us together, you breathed into us the breath of life, you, you molded and shaped us in your image. We have butchered that. <laughs> we, have, we have totally screwed that up in so many ways. And we do every day in so many ways. But Lord God, you are a God that continues to call us to bear your image. You know that we are mess ups. You know that we can't do things perfectly. And yet you empower us every day to draw close to you so that you can begin to transform us. Lord God, transform each of us. Give us that that sense of urgency to today pick up your scripture and look in Psalm 112 and just draw us to a word, draw us to just one word of a way that we can today be more gracious, be more giving, be more loving, be who you are, more trustworthy in whatever way, Lord God, give us the confidence to begin that race or to stick with it. And it is in your glorious Son Jesus that we pray, Amen. Please join us as we sing.
3: How deep the Father's love for us! How Beyond all measure, that He would give His only Son to make a wretch His treasure. How great the pain of seeing lost the Father turns His face away as wounds which mar the chosen one bring many sons to glory so behold the man upon a cross my sin His dying breath has brought me life And I know that it is finished Like this I will not boast in amen I know with all my heart, his wounds have paid my ransom.
4: All right. Man, I love that song. How, how deep the Father's love. Well, uh, welcome to uh, the first of several uh, Jesus Every Day roundtable. And uh, we like to end our Sunday morning gatherings by talking very practically, like, How do we live out Psalm 111, 112 today? How can we apply it right now to where we live and work and play? And so each week we are going to take something from the sermon and then uh, sort of bring in two two other folks here and talk about how we can live this out practically. And so uh, I thought Danielle did an incredible job talking about Psalm 111, the character of God, and then how that applies to Psalm 112 how, how we live that out and that's what we're talking about here how do we live out jesus every day and as as she was preaching i, I was thinking I thought about danielle two two verses uh, one is um, luke luke 17 where um, jesus heals these ten lepers and uh, one of them only one of them returns to give god praise to, and thanksgiving and and I was thinking about how how could I begin to live out this character of God? And uh, for Zacchaeus, it was about having the spirit of generosity. Um, as, as you were preaching, I was thinking about how this one leper who was healed actually lived a life of praise. Like only one out of 10 came back to praise Jesus. And um, it Reminded me of uh, Romans, Romans 1, verse 21, that says this, For although they knew God, they had neither glorified him nor gave thanks to him, but their thinking became futile, and their hearts became foolish as well. Now, I was thinking about praise, that what if this week um, we just lived this life of praise, of praising God. I think it says right there in Psalm 111, verse 1. I, I extol, I exalt who God is. I praise Him. And I was wondering like what, Andrew, like, what would it be like if maybe in our journals this week we just said, God, I just praise you, Lord. I, I just praise you for for who you are and everything that, I'm, that i that you have done. And that I just start living this life of just praise that maybe today, well, today is May. May 3rd. So I praise God for three things. Tomorrow is May 4th. I praise him for four things. Maybe we take every day and just write down, Lord, I want to give you praise, even though we may know him, but it's a a way that I can take the knowledge and bring it into life. What what were some of the things that um, you saw?
0: You know, um, for me, you know, uh, Daniel, great job, by the way. But one of the things that I I took away um, is this whole context of what it means to fear the Lord. Like a lot of times when you think of fear, yeah. um, it's something that's almost paralyzing. But in in the, in this essence of the fear of the Lord, it it's draw it draws us closer to him. That's that's the pursuit of him. Because that <clears throat> if we fear him, it's because we love him, because he loves us. And so I was thinking, what what is something that I can do or or maybe that I am doing that plays into kind of Jesus every day. And so for me, it's reading scripture. I think it's a deep dive in scripture. I think it's taking time to, to uh, maybe just read a book, like one book throughout the month of May and just kind of do a deep dive in there. Um, You know, and and for me, it's, it's going through the book of Acts right now. I'm trying to, to go deeper in that to find out what does it really mean to, excuse me, to have the power of the Holy spirit and, and how all of those things happen and trans, you know, transformed, the lives of the you know an acts and I think Brian you had mentioned to me before some of the ideas that your your mentor had had given you about kind of writing some of that stuff down and kind of doing a deep dive not just the books right but maybe like characters or things
4: yeah I mean there's something called the core core um, Bible study where you take a, a core core book uh, for for me I spent uh, days or a month in the Gospel of John. That was that was my core book. And I, I read three three chapters a day for uh, seven days and did that three times. And I just had like a one-thought journal. And uh, and I that whole book began to open open up to me, which didn't open up the whole breadth of scripture of that. Danielle, what are, what are some of the ways living out Jesus every day from Psalm 111, 112?
1: Well, you know, and I, I keep thinking about is one of the hardships of the Christian life for each of us is that all of us have our own hangups, right? Like I, I they, don't, I don't, well,
4: Brian. <laughs> I, I don't have any hangups,
1: but all of us have our different struggles. That's why, um, that's why all of the false gods existed, right? There were hundreds of false gods because some people needed their crops to grow and they were scared they weren't. Some people wanted the sun to shine, and some people wanted a baby. All of all of these. Um, these hangups, these obstacles, and they are different for everybody. And I think one of the things that this made me think of is we don't have to bite off all of Psalm 112 and go do this tomorrow, be all these things tomorrow. But I have to look at myself and pray, Lord God, what is a thing? What is a thing that I need to be intentional in doing in my life? For me, I'm a very... a a very visual person. I need, I need post-its. I need, I need a word to remind me like, Danielle, you got it. You're going to fall off the bandwagon. If you don't have this in front of you, this scripture, or, you know, like Andrew said, like some kind of scripture that I need to Google. I need to scripture all of, I need all the scriptures about peace this week because I got to remember to have some peace and I put them in places you know, but this is so different for everyone. I think we have to be so intentional in our own personal lives to go, Lord God, show me what my struggle is right now. And show me just a way, just like you said, just if you journal, journal. Or maybe, you know, if I don't have peace, maybe I need to praise more. Maybe I need to remember this part of God. But something intentional for each of us and we have to we have to be intentional about it because it's so easy to go through our day and just do our thing and not even think about trying to transform something in us
4: yeah or just to keep the experience here on sunday and that's it Mm -hmm. and not really have it translate into any you know any area of of our life and that's not what we're trying to do here trying to jesus every day every every moment with every every person and uh so if if you have an idea uh please send us a text or put in a chat room uh of how what the lord is saying to um, you right now of how of how you want to live out or what the what the spirit's saying to you of how i'm going to live out following jesus every day send us pictures because we're in this in this together um Andrew, you know, when you read the scriptures, how do you, how do you go about it? I mean, how do you, how do you go about reading, reading the scriptures?
0: Yeah, that's, that's a good question. I, I think, honestly, it changes. But right now, um, I got a, a small scriptural journal Bible. Okay. And it's just for the book of Acts. And so it has, it has oh, the yeah. scriptures on one side, and then it has a blank sheet on the other. And so as I'm reading, I'm writing, I'm, I'm journaling, you know, the thoughts I'm circling and drawing lines, because for me, I'm trying to really go deep into that, that passage and find out um, what, what's something that maybe I, I don't get, you know, all the time. And so um, I think that's where I'm at right now. It's just kind of more of scriptural journaling, um, deep dive. So.
4: And then Danielle, what about you? How do you?
1: Um, well, I never used to be a journaler and I have started doing that. Um I actually, every day, just knowing myself and how easy it is for me to go through the day and forget to open this book, um, I even write down the time. I start with, I. it is 6.27 a.m. <laughs> and I am sitting here. This Now, I'm kind of like Andrew. I don't have, um, it, it changes. It's always changing. There, there are a lot of days that I will sit there and I'll say, Lord God, give me a word. Like what? You know, sometimes I've, I've done this. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes I've been like, speak to me in this thing. Okay, whatever it says. Um, but there are some mornings um, when I'm drawn to all kinds of scriptures to read. There's some mornings when I'm not. There's some mornings when I sit there and I say, Lord, what do you want to say? And I don't write much, but I just sit. You know, I just sit and allow myself to look out the window and be still for a second.
4: Yeah, I, I, uh, as you guys were talking, I was remembering that uh, quote from Saint Saint Augustine who says, you know, my heart is restless until it finds your, finds its rest in in you in, in, in thee. And uh, I mean, I can get I can get pretty restless, you know, um, and I like to look look ahead and see what's ahead and, and and plan. And I think what the Lord has been teaching me through this whole COVID. Thing and and it, I was just reminded of it through your sermon today was uh, just the moment, you know, the day. Um, just to say, okay, I remember um, when someone taught me about like a like like how to pray, you know, is um, adoration, confession, thanksgiving, supplication. Which means, you know, Acts A C T S. So adoration. You start off with praise. C, confession. That where where have I fallen short? What am I holding on to that is not of God? Thanksgiving for the work of Jesus on the cross and the resurrection and a the supplication, then to, to ask him to come and intercede and, and to bring burdens and cares to him. And I, I noted throughout my life, I go right to confession and then i go to supplication i miss adoration and thanksgiving and so um i think for me you know as i begin this week i i want to live in the moment i think that's what god's really been teaching me is like living in the moment praising him for the sunshine praising him that right now we have breath and that i can breathe and that that breath is used to to um, praise him and so um reading reading god's word and uh And praise and so um this is just the first of many jesus everyday roundtables and uh, we just hope that this begins a conversation throughout the week and what we would love to know is um which one are are you going to take are you going to about reading the scriptures picking out a core book or a core character a, a core core verse um of putting post-it notes every everywhere, of of of, of having this the spirit of praise, and uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try out the uh, spirit of prayer. I'm gonna try out this prayer of praise. Uh, Andrew's gonna con- to uh, continue in, in his in his in his study of Acts, and Danielle's gonna keep with the post-it notes and the uh, and the uh, <laughs> journaling. I just imagine what her what her room looks like with that. Uh, it's quite everywhere. Uh, But um, and then we're going to we're going to come back next um, week and say, hey, this is this is how I'm doing with it. And we love to to hear from you. Um, And so uh, following uh, our Sunday morning experience, we're going to go we're going to end the Facebook live in a couple of minutes. And then we're going to go on Zoom for about 30 minutes and love to just to have some conversation, dialogue and for us to be this community. And so, thank you so much for um, being with us here today. And Andrew has our closing word.
0: Yeah, I think that um, the most important thing, I mean, is how how can we draw closer to God? How how does our life grow uh, during this time? How how is it now that things are opening up? Where where does that go? Where do we go mentally and emotionally and spiritually? Where are we at? And so, I I was taken to. Um, First Corinthians chapter 16, verse 13 and 14. And it says, be on your guard, stand firm in the faith, be courageous, be strong, and do everything in love. So I want to leave you with that verse. And I want you to go into this week, staying on your guard, standing firm in your faith, but be courageous. Expand your wings, expand your horizons, think outside the box. Be strong in this time. Dig deep, draw closer to your family, to your friends. Be strong, and most importantly, that we do everything in love so that others would know that Christ lives in us. Go in peace.